listening to Sass, Starseeds, Angels, Savant Syndrome, and I'm the Mystic Man. Thank you for joining. All right, then. Welcome to my show, The Mystic Man here, and you are listening to Starseeds, Angels, Savant Syndrome, and possibly my neighbors. But yeah, I'm coming to you from San Jose, California, the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, Silicon Valley, the place that everyone talks shit about. This is a explicit show, uh-huh. and uh, chances are you also are explicit. That's right. But turns out that in the West, 72% of men and 58% of women swear in public. Amazing. The same is true of 74% of 18-year-olds to 34-year-olds. Seems like uh, an extra 2% for the younger. And 48% of people over the age of 55. So, until the age of 55, generally the cuss word privy are the majority. I believe in freedom of speech. I have always said that. That is why my show is explicit. Because it is important. In every manner. If communication is what's needed for understanding, then I think that every manner of self-expression is necessary. I mean, given um, that it is a form of, an actual form of self-expression, that's, um, see the thing is that if you wish to be heard and understood, then it also has to be in some form of manner. It can't, it can't be a completely obnoxious thing that nobody's ever seen before. If nobody has any way to relate to it, then obviously you're not trying to be heard. That's the whole idea behind communication. This communication is a name to be heard. Now, you know, there, uh, it could be said that um, some people have values in a certain sense to where they might say, oh, well, I'm not going to listen to you, a person who's going to swear. And that's fine, too. It's also ignorant. And um, I would say it's the opposite spectrum. Choosing rather the lack of communication than to have communication. Because there's two parts to that side of, you know, to that aspect of communication. There's the side of listening and there's the side of speaking. And you have to be able to do both and fairly. That said, so there's new technology going about and they've been uh, promoting it somewhat in the news talking about the mRNA vaccines in promotion of it apparently two of the scientists behind the Pfizer and Moderna uh, vaccines Mm -mm. they took a vaccine or took the vaccine um, on camera apparently, I'm going to say apparently just because something is on camera doesn't mean that it's true at the same time there is a aspect of things to consider you know like for instance um on uh doctors i doubt i really highly doubt any video of any doctor 
or any person claiming to be a doctor is fake. I believe that everybody claiming to be a doctor is, has been a doctor. Why? Because it's a 10-year prison sentence to fake being a doctor. So every time that you have seen a video with somebody claiming to be a doctor saying something that most likely, I mean, very high probability, was a doctor. Hello. And most likely it was something that they were saying that was because they were believed it to be true and based off of what evidence they have seen. That is something to consider because a lot of times people think like, oh, this is just a fake video that somebody made. When you have to think about the dynamics. Is a person going to chance a 10-year prison sentence for a joke? I highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. Especially when uh, about being a doctor. You know, I myself am not a doctor. I am just a dude. I don't claim to be a doctor. And it's always important to seek your, to talk to your own doctor before uh, believing or hearing any medical advice anywhere. I don't give medical advice. I give person advice. And I uh, definitely do from a place of caring, a place of consideration, and a place of research and having researched. For instance, let's talk about the masks. There's no any there's no evidence that suggests that masks help at all. In fact, if you look up at the most recent update, update alert 4, masks for prevention of respiratory virus infections including SARS-CoV-2 in healthcare and community settings, published science paper peer reviewed. Uh, this, you know, if you, you go back, you read the rest, too. I highly suggest you do. And uh, each time, it came to the conclusion, because uh, the science is still unsatisfactory, that there is no evidence, not enough sufficient evidence, to say that masks help at all. You know, it's funny, a lot of people just believe, you know, um, oh, because uh, people said this, uh, yada, yada, you know, even, even the doctors have been wrong because they've just listened blindly to other doctors and other people. But it's all about the science. You see, if there's no science paper behind it, then there's no science. And if the, even if there is a science paper, it has to be something um, that's reproducible. And that's, you see, the thing is that science is never ending. There's no finality to it. Scientific method is a process and procedure that helps you to deduce possibility of something being true or not. Science, by definition, is not final. If you believe that something is final, what you have is right there is a religion. That is a belief and a religion, not a science. So be very mindful of that. The process that I've seen in society these days has not been science. People have been arguing, arguing about uh, beliefs and such. I always try to sit down with a person, even virtually, and hear them out. And I always welcome debate. You must always welcome debate. If you don't have debate, then by default, it only leaves open the door for stupidity and stupid 
actions, mistakes, more mistakes, fraud, wickedness, corruption, the misuse of data to act like it means something that it doesn't, and death. And if that's your choice, and you're in a position of power to impose that upon others, then I would ask that you leave the others out of it and just go straight to that yourself. But if you are for science, and actually for science, then that means accountability. That means listening, and that means research, research, research. And by research, I don't mean going to some fact check and reading the top half of it without actually reading the full. If you're going to go to some fact check, which is written by bloggers, who, by the way, it's um, it's a closed-door society, that one. I tried to get in myself to prove them wrong, but I've, I've had to write 14 Integrity Review articles and publish them on Medium. And still, even each one where I've laid out the logical fallacies that each one commits to and should be arrested for, given the uh, importance of these topics. And I mean that. I hope Reiner Fulmick, the lawyer who's uh, set out with his global group of lawyers to hold them accountable, I hope he wins. And I hope they see time. Hard time. I literally do. I, um, if you've ever heard of that, I, I did a episode of that some time ago. But let's move onwards. Talking about this, um, you know, things could go wrong very easily when we're talking about science. You see, the thing is, is that, as stated, the science is never over. The science is never 100% sure. There's always just the fraction of a different unknown factor possibility that could come in and make a huge difference. And I mean a huge difference when we're talking about things on the microcosmic scale. Like, for instance, let's talk about Bikini Atoll. If you know Bikini Atoll, during the Cold War, we used this uh, place in the Pacific as nuclear testing. And we tested a lot. We tested a lot of nukes there. In something called Operation Castle, we detonated one of the first nuclear warheads that we, uh, we created after World War II. The thing is, is that we miscalculated. Our scientists miscalculated something. Something very small. Something to do with tiny elements that make up the reaction that was necessary to cause the nuclear reaction. Because mind you, nuclear technology is literally atoms. That's atoms. It's breaking open the atoms. And what happened was catastrophic. We predicted six megatons of an explosion, and uh, we put our soldiers and our scientists at the, the farthest away that we thought was good enough for them to be safe. And the scientists know what they're doing, right? You know, because uh, our scientists today are as smart as nuclear physicists, right? They were horribly wrong. Instead of 6 megatons, there was 15 megatons of TNT power. 15. So 6 to 15. That's more than double. More than double. Ah! 
All of the soldiers and all of the scientists were harshly affected. A lot of them died. And they all trusted, quote, the science, end quote. If anything could be grasped here, it's that there is a huge discrepancy and fallacy when it comes to believing and trusting the, quote, science, end quote. Because the thing is, is that science is not a dogma. Science is not a religion. And you gotta stop, you gotta stop acting like it is. Everybody has got to stop acting like it is. Because this is the entire human species at risk here. That is not funny. It's not cool. It's war against humanity. However you want to put it, it's disgusting that anybody would make excuses to call it anything but that. This is stupidity when it comes to the vaccine over a virus that you have a 99.9 now. That changed. That's right. It changed from 99.4 to 99.9 percent chance of survival. That's a zero zero point what is that uh, one yeah yeah sorry uh, chance of death which is very unlikely very unlikely especially considering that the vaccine has more of a higher risk of death than the virus it purports to help to solve and they even admit that it's not necessarily going to save you from getting infected again from the virus. So what's the point? They also say that it's not going to stop the spread of it. So what's the point? When simultaneously you have both Burks, both Dr. Fauci and the World Health Organization too, admitting that there's no evidence that shows that asymptomatic people, carriers, ever spread. There's no evidence that suggests that. In fact, there's evidence that it doesn't. Loads of evidence. Fauci said that. If you go to youtube.com slash magazine, you'll find my YouTube channel where I just posted a video. Please subscribe. Check out that video. Check out all my videos. Like, comment, and share. magazine. I think things are getting a bit technical, don't you? Yeah, it can be a little bit uh, of a drag every time you go to any website, especially if you're making a complaint. Well, generally they give you the runaround. It's no different with the government I've found. You want to maybe make a complaint against a news corporation or a journalist on the news for lying. Where do you go? You can try to go to the FCC. But even they say, Oh, well, there's not much we can do, but you can try to leave a complaint through this link. And then they give you a little runaround, which brings you nowhere because you can't even click from the drop down unless you order one of their TV services. That's right, you can't 
even complain against a news corporation unless you buy their network service. So much for that. I guess if you uh, watch it on YouTube, you can report it or something like that. But how do you take legal action these days? It's such a drag. I mean, I guess if you have money, then you can try. So, I decided to write a letter. A letter to the FBI, the CIA, and the NSA. And the Attorney General. I used a service. An online service. In order to print the documents and mail them for me because I don't have a printer. I wish I did. I gotta get one of those. But anyways, it's pretty cool. It's cheap too. Actually, there's a lot of uh, services that do that. It's handy. Well, I'd like to read that document for you. Maybe not all of it, but some of it. You see, I, if you've caught any uh, past episodes, you might have caught the one where we discovered that the news corporations and the newsrooms, the mainstream media, are spooks. And that's right, they've been spooks for about a hundred years now, since World War One, really. And um, it was a slow process, but we've used propaganda for a long time. I mean, there's always been propaganda, but having our agencies run the shots and run the show, well, that's been a thing for a while now. There was another episode I did a little bit back ago where we had JFK giving a speech titled The President and the Press. If you remember that one, if you haven't, go check it out. It's a bad idea. We did a bad idea by letting the three-letter agencies run our press. There's a reason why we have freedom of the press. It's because the press are supposed to keep the politicians in check. That's the whole point. Of course, what happens with the... The politicians get lobbying, and the press, well, they get strong-armed by secret agents, and become that, actually. If you recall, RT News did not too long ago, um, a couple months back, they covered how CNN had hired 15 fired FBI agents. Was it CNN? It might have been MSNBC. One of those, or ABC News. One of those ones. You know. And that's basically how it goes. Why do you think they have those actors, right? For crisis actors. That's a real thing. And it's ridiculous. Because they just put on a whole big show. It's a big corporation. Front. Corporatocracy. These agencies were supposed to be trusted with the law. They were supposed to be trusted with the judicial process. They were supposed to be trusted 
to uphold justice, not to become some of the worst terrorists America has ever seen, the world has ever seen. They betrayed the foundation that they stood upon. That doesn't make them government anymore. That makes them traitors, enemies of the state. Not as a whole, but if the organizations cannot and do not take control of the situation for the sake of justice, then yes, as a whole, sadly. Now, I'm not saying anybody should do anything wild or crazy. And I'm not saying anybody should do any harm. But keep in mind, protect yourself in what ways are necessary that you see fit. I trust you. And stand up. Say something. Do your research as well. First, actually. If you care, show it. Proof is in the pudding. That's what I like to say. I titled the letter, An Open Letter to the Intelligence Agencies of the United States of America. And I started it off with an intro. I said, this letter, written as an informal letter to the intelligence agencies of America, this is not to be taken as a threat to physical person, organization, or entity in any way. This is a letter of sincerity and hopes for a humane and sincere and authentically accountable audience ad, written by a sole proprietor to a small business organization, Kapuhuna. I write, Not long ago, last year, I wrote a letter to the state that went seemingly ignored, where I said the following. Now I have no power. I'm a low-middle-class civilian who has never been in the military. I should have said people instead of, or person instead of civilian. Never had over $10,000 and would never get accepted into the military or any good college because I'm dumb. But I am for some reason taking more responsibility upon myself to speak up against the obvious and blatant betrayal of the public by a fallacious system of either corruption or cognitive dissonance so thick it could be taken as nothing less than the flying monkeys of narcissists who prey on the people, and while assuming roles that were entrusted to them by the integrity of the Constitution of America and freedom of the people. I believe that still applies here as well. To all within each intelligence agencies of the United States of America, I'm concerned, undoubtedly, by the same dynamics as much as you all. This will not be an, quote, evidence buffet, end quote. That would be humiliating for me as well, so let's forgo the embarrassing conversations and just talk as people, logically. In the psychological review of ourselves as conscious beings, we can derive certain universals. These are without opinion nor chant choice when it comes to emotional cognitive advantage of psychological aspect aspectuating perspective. In other words, no matter what we might have in terms of personal opinion or are irrelevant to the psychological roads that lay before us in a given perspective from the heart, 
dynamics in view of certain aspects being faced. The dynamics are as measurable and as much as science as anything else, as I'm sure your organizations have studied careful, carefully throughout the last century. It appears to me that certain fundamentals were overlooked, causing the organizations to take a turn for the worst, with narcissistic tendencies becoming the excused modem by act. This is not ideal, nor provident towards the underlying aims and goals of each organization. You must see that by now, or quite possibly for some time, and I do claim that to those individuals who have risen to that state of power and held on to it through the form of undignified means, and then to propel such tactics promoted and enforced onto their own, are psychologically unfit, mechanical in their operations, and traitors to their people and their country as well as their foundation they wield power from. Narcissism is a theme I've studied in each of it, in, in of each avenue it runs through, and although personally I believe the intrinsic is cyclical logical fallacy, I think it would be a good psychological factor to touch on here, so for the time being I will be using the terminology and that related throughout this letter. Not much can be blamed by me to any specific individual since I see from a view of a distant and unaffiliated, unaccustomed perspective. I know there are good men and women of honor in all organizations. This is by default, and as well by my view of the sincerity had by Mr. Frank Abagnale during his speech at Google. I can tell he is a man of God by miracle of life experience, and I respect that very much. There are certain key elements that make us human, and these key elements are the specific dynamics that underline whether we are of dignity or despair honorable or monstrous, courageous or cowards, human or lesser. The difference between the former of each and the latter of same are vastly important as the former's are the accreditation of a power that guides us all, omnipresent regardless of culture or ethnicity. I'm talking about the heart. Although we find at certain times it does require a bit of a nudge in the shoulder, in the shoulder as a reminder of what is true and what is false. It is true that all have this within us, this compass, and it can be measured as visible in the actions we've committed to. There are universal human attributes which all of us on earth inherently understand, and then there are those dynamics in between which we only learn through either personal experience or sympathy and empathy. Although the former does rely on the individual having the ideal in aim of inner reflect, the heart cannot lie, especially not to those of us who understand such depths of the heart. I would presume this makes it a tough standoff between moral principles within all organizations. There is an irony by each to where the right choice of action, the one with honest desired outcome by all, is attainable and is not as you'd fear. This is an understanding to have in its default. From every proud or arrogant or unwavering surety the ego has, it is inherently blind to the truth by value and of its own acclaimed value desired had. Now let me explain. Within the human individual is a basic collaborative aim, an ideal that strives for unity and free expression and sympathizes with all. This sympathy gives us wisdom and grants us understanding. I say that specifically because we couldn't have understanding without sympathy or empathy.
carrying on. Too much of our choice making is limited in our, uh, excuse me, too much of our choice making is limited in our predetermined constructs of what we believe would happen by the choice of another. This determinism is faulty in its near cyclical logic. And I say near because it does not just cycle, but spirals us all to the depths of hell. Look at the world, for instance. The dynamics are as this. If I forever only depict in my mind the aspects another is capable of being lesser than their own innocent nature, then I will forever react based on that limitation and towards punishment of the innocent, rather than having faith in the innocent remaining innocent. If I become too involved into my covering up of my mistakes and faults, I will project those same mistakes and faults onto others while simultaneously desiring from a subconscious level to be held accountable. This becomes my hypocrisies, and also can be measured in the amount of narcissistic tact put forth into. Hence, CNN. The elements of my psychological projection are entirely a depiction of the betrayal of a claimed power had by its foundation is built upon, for instance, a man cheats on his wife and blames her as cheating in his hypocrisy, etc. Such has become the elements of our intelligence agencies. Maybe not to each individual, but definitely by the spinelessness of the corruption within by default. This exists beyond the meanings of what you fear will happen if you don't simply follow your fears or if you do what is noble and courageous and right as the time of it rests before you. Too many times, surely more than I'd like to ever know, the excuse of something being for the sake of national security has protected the agencies from the law and from being held accountable, while entirely hypocritically taking up of themselves such crimes against humanity and crimes against the citizens of its own country citizens that it is sworn to protect. That is why I tell my friends that we should not fear our government. Our government is a system of policy and procedure set into place in order to protect the people from wickedness and corruption. In each case of entity which has undermined that, whether by judicial fallacy or by structural integrity bypassed, is not of our government as they betray the foundation they stand on. This dynamic is a priori, and we the people depend on the integrity of each individual of each of the agency organizations to have spine and have dignity for the safety of us all. Honorable deeds are understood by all of us as human beings, regardless of language or culture. Only the conditions which we apply make for different paths and appearance as we aim towards those deeper virtues. <coughs> I would share with you my life's virtues, and I'd ask, or even as friend, challenge you to meet each without an excuse. If you find yourself in excuse by any circumstance, I beg you humbly, ask me what is right to do instead, because I'm sorry to say, but the psychological dynamics of narcissism are stained with veils of denial, and I worry you might hurt people or yourself or me in excuse rather than see what is the correct and noble choice of action, as well as wise, as what is wise and what is noble are synonymously inseparable, universally so. I don't speak such merely grammatically nor poetic. 
would be denial to believe otherwise as the foundations of reality are that of consciousness and the aspects therein are elemental science of that consciousness. You could try to match me in these. 1. Do not choose or make an action based on fear. If you have time to consider what course of action to take, you have time to make the right noble choice. No excuses. 2. If a thought would be that exact thought that a demon might whisper, does it matter if you believe such things exist or not? You yourself view the thought as pathetic and less than yourself. It would only be self-betrayal to then entertain the thought. No excuses. Is an action based off of the lazy thought? Quote, anyone else would do the same thing in this predicament. End quote. That is a sad and sorry excuse, predominantly narcissistic, with quarter parts path to hell and suffering. I would ask that if these were the foundation of one's inner compass, that they isolate themselves and let themselves suffer that alone. It is only always less than strong to make excuses for fears and then to succumb to the actions of them. In other words, it is always weak to choose and for the weak-willed. 4. Do not ever gamble with punishing the innocent. This goes hand in hand with not punishing the innocent. It seems trite to even feel the need to say such. But obviously a system which protects its own delusional hypocritical self-denials has arisen within the gates of each. It's revolting to look at, isn't it? So you look away for excuse, which becomes an excuse of yourself to sacrifice in equal part your own awareness of the true self within you, which obviously becomes a thing more violent and spiteful outwards in other directions as it culminates. Come now, you are more than that. I do not mock you. I honor the true dignity and divinity within you that would only speak these words to you through me and through each and every way it could by the life around you in synchronicity. Rise up from the muck, away from the deeds and thoughts less than your true caliber and character deserving of you. No excuses. Five. Don't wait for approval to be better than your peers, nor wait for approval to be better than your ranking official. If you fear and see evil and wrong, and you know you are better than that, then you only sacrifice all you are until the courage finds you to be who you are from the heart. Take that opportunity, and bravely. That doesn't mean it must be harshly or crude. Sometimes all it takes is a snap to wake another up to who they are. And sometimes all it takes is one standing up to make all else feel the shame they had been denying. And shame is a gift from God, as through that shame you can awaken to the truth. What level of humility is that which hides themselves from shame itself? I'd say, rid them of their falsely manned credentials, license, badge, and position. They forfeit it upon lacking the strength to carry it. 6. If any of these intelligence agencies of America, upon having read this, then see of their own any move to attack me or punish me, I then ask the whole of all parties within each to see clearly of them in that for what and from where within do they who do so move towards such actions? Ego to retain a lack of virtue and value? Pride to the retaining of what they show in act that they are ashamed of? 
As I said, I do not mock, but by definitions we all know and understand, such actions would be pathetic. If any are ashamed, that mockery is from within themselves and its projection. I am not your judge, but I do not find this funny, nor do I find it my place to make judgment calls. Although I would ask for each party to make audit of ethos upon this themselves. I only wait for the honorable true self within each and all to shine above the lies we tell ourselves. Personally, I do not know the sins of any of you, nor specifically care to. What I care about is to see all shine above the excuses of our superiors, which we all have in the cyclical aspect, peers, and excuses of ourselves. I'm going to file a Privacy Act request to see what manner of insecure projection I'd see said of me and in that note by the precise irony and hypocrisy to each projection and by denial specific had. I could easily measure the truth known and denied by excuse of the person giving psychological review. Simply, as the aspects are universal and empathy goes a long way. As I like to say, all the way. Or they are simply our mirrors. Now, I'm not all that, quote, good, end quote, of a dude, but I've been a, re I've been a real piece of trash at times in my life, and I've treated people I loved really poorly, but I'm not a bad dude. And there are differences, but if any within the agencies feel it within themselves to consider themselves as, quote, better than, end quote, me, then they should at least meet me to those degrees first. I do not believe I would give any excuse to violate the rights of the citizen if I were in command, and I do believe it would be cowardly and fear-based to do so. I believe that the act of punishment by any sort of bullying means onto me for having written this would be pathetic, and a clear sign of weakness for the organization, team, who would carry out such a thing, or leader, who would give such an order. And yet, that is the one thing I keep hearing the most from people. They're afraid of you. And to be honest, so am I. <clears throat> you are the terrorists who strike fear in us, and uh, a good many of us probably trust the dictators of foreign countries more than we trust your unchecked, unaccountable power over the innocent people of America and over the innocent people of the world. I believe that too many corrupt agents have grown so used to lying that they think lying is funny or fun effectively becoming like demons in character. If a party or individual ever oppresses, then they betray their own foundation and are not, by definition of the trust implied upon the position, at all fit to be within that position. Each and all who have betrayed the people and betrayed their country also are lowly thieves since they are paid by the hard-earned tax money of all of us in society, many of us working meager Minimum wage jobs, barely making ends meet, working 80-hour weeks just to survive in an apartment. You can brush that off with any excuse you want, not to empathize. But it would only be reflective of the degree of shame and guilt denied being faced. Does it make any or all of you proud that we are afraid of you? Does it make you feel strong and powerful? These emotional aspects are very important to the journey of self-discovery.
the journey that went down it. We cannot understand the world by the truth of reality for what it is at all. Regards. Sean Thomas Villafon, CEO of Kapahuna LLC. In the description for the show, there's a link. It says anchor.fm slash sass hub slash message. Click it. Leave me a message. You can leave an audio message and be on the show. Say whatever you want. You can ask any question you have. Or you can swear at me. The show is explicit after all, and I am not afraid. Unlike Big Tech, who wishes to silence and censor your freedom of speech, I promote your in wickedness would anyone ever try to censor you if there's ever censorship that means that there's corruption and evil and it is our duty to stomp it out amen I was a little bit mad earlier today after seeing something that my county had published some communist propaganda about masks. Did you know? Oh yes, of course you know, because you listen to my show. And I've said it enough times. There's no science to say that masks help at all. There's a bunch of fake fact checks that should get sued and should do hard time, yes. Yes, they should be in prison. Fake fact checkers. But there's no science publishing, there's no paper, there's no peer-reviewed paper in any science journal saying about the proving that masks work at all. At all. In fact, I believe there was a scientist who was offering a $7,000 reward for anybody that could prove the efficacy of masks working at all. The only thing that's up to even a somewhat show for it is the fourth update most recent that was that ended up saying inconclusive with the only ratio that somewhat kind of goes to say was a 0.8% difference yeah how about that how about them apples you know, it's really just ridiculous. You see, the thing is, is that viruses are not bacteria. Viruses are not fungi. Now, fungi and bacteria are contagious. But viruses, now they are so microscopic. They're so tiny that there's no point in wearing masks. You have two possibilities. And I believe in the, um, actually, I believe in the chicken came first scenario. But, uh. And I, at least I do acknowledge that these are theories. These are all theories. That's all anybody has about this. There's no proven anything when it comes to this. Because the thing is, is that viruses, 
as a lot of scientists and doctors have said, especially this virus, which is an mRNA virus, are entirely exosomes. Exosomes are mRNA that leave the cell, uh, the cell body, the cell um, membrane, because at first you have the DNA, which leaves the cell nucleus, which is where the DNA hangs out, and it goes through polyamorous, splits the DNA into mRNA, well, into RNA, which then gets snipped into mRNA and sent out into the body as an exosome that does this because that's how all of the chemicals in our body are made. Every chemical reaction happens literally from the proteins of your mRNA. That's why we have it. Because all of the entire process of our body is mechanical. And, of course, there's the spiritual property, which we could argue would be the... Um, the electromagnetic. And, uh, you know, actually, there's a huge thing about that, too. Because if we look at it, DNA, DNA entirely is the shape of light waves. I think I've read one somewhere saying that the even the dimensions are of the uh, 7.83 hertz dimensions, which, if you remember, is the regular Schumann resonance. Yes, Tyler. Come in. It's like Tyler knows that I'm recording, so he's got to come and be in it too. Yeah, meow, meow. Meow. What a brat. Do you hear him? Meow. He's like, meow. <laughs> yes, yes. Hmm. Anyway. So. I was going to record that and I was going to publish that, me ranting about that, but I was very angry. So I don't think I'm going to put that out there. But, you know, I mean, if you think I should be angry, leave a message and tell me. Should I go Alex Jones, full-on Alex Jones on everybody? <laughs> you know, I never really liked his show. I didn't, you know, because he was always angry and ranting but you know what? Nowadays, I don't know. I mean, he did have a lot of followers, and they did listen to him. Yeah, because you know what? He spoke a fire that a lot of people felt inside. And I think that that's a fire that I'm starting to have, too. Because now I see, I see that there's a lot of stupidity out there. A lot of arrogance, a lot of ignorance, and we think, we tend to think that, oh, you know, the system, quote-unquote, which is us just casting off a hand and saying, oh, the people out there that were just blanket covering with this useless logic of our irresponsibility, you know, they'll take care of it, and they don't, and that's why the world's all fucked. Because they're not taking care of it. Nobody's taking care of it except for the people at the ground level. And, you know, the brave and courageous doctors, nurses, uh, a couple senators, actually. You have um, Senator, um, what was his name? Well, actually, he was running for senator, uh, Dr. Shiva, the inventor of email. 
graduated from MIT with a PhD. Um, meow. And um, then you have uh, Senator, uh, what was his name, Scott? Oh, I forget. Cool guy, though. Doctor, too. He's a senator and a doctor. Uh, this guy is a senator. Um, I think he was for, what, Michigan or something? I can't remember. Uh, old guy. He's on my Instagram. Uh, I posted a video of him doing a very, very good speech on how the PCR test is not designed for testing to see if somebody has any specific virus or not. It's not, that's not what it's for. Even Carrie Mullis, the um, inventor who won a Nobel Prize for inventing the PCR kit and who died, rest in peace. He died uh, 2019, by the way, back in November from, what was it, um, pneumonia, supposedly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, even he argued against its use way before, too. He was arguing against uh, the PCR kit's use um, against uh, it being used for HIV testing. For the same purposes, though, because that's not what it was designed for. In any case, there's a lot of anti-science out there, and it depends on your lack of education and my lack of education. So the best thing that any of us could do is educate ourselves. Now, whether you think that you got to go to school or some shit to learn stuff, no, you don't. I was learning about all of this when I was in high school just by reading, reading magazines. Because you know what? All you have to do is pay attention. That's it. That is it. Doctors um, 50 years ago know a lot less than what is available to you right now. Actually, there's a whole ton of everything available to you right now. So what is the excuse? You've had all the time in the world. Me, I've earned, what is it, 7.5 uh, CME college credits just last year. Within three months, actually. Just a three-month period. I wrote 14 integrity reviews. I uh, emailed everybody. <laughs> you name it. You named the organization. I emailed. I physically mailed, as I just explained just now. What? Four organizations. Well, four. Yeah, four organizations. Uh, I think I threw in a fifth one in there, though, that I didn't mention um, when I sent it out, though. But, yeah. Yay! Anywho... It has been a good one. Thank you for joining. You've been listening to Starseed's Angel Savant Syndrome. And I'm the Mystic Man. Uo Mao Ke'ea Oka Aina Ikapono. O Humanity.